Blessed Assurance and welcome to Kingdom Christian Fellowship, KCF. We reveal the reality of the Kingdom of God and Christ Jesus in the lives of people all over the world. As you listen to this message, we pray that you are blessed and inspired to improve your relevance in the Kingdom of God. But read with me one go. All scripture is given by inspiration of God uh-huh. and is profitable for doctrine, uh-huh. for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Verse 17. That the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. On the second time I spoke, I told you that we've been called on to good works. God wants you to be equipped for every good work. Every good work here stands for your destiny. I'm speaking to you about instructions because over the 19 years of, of KCF, and over the five years of Zion Impact, we've seen people that receive instructions in righteousness. We bless them, we prophesy to them, and then when they get it, they leave. Some of my pastors seated here are bitter because of that, and they don't feel like praying for you. It's true, I'm, I'm, I'm not lying to you, because some of the things that we hear when people get the breakthrough that they were blessed with in this ministry. How they turn around and concoct stories and foolishness of all manner of, 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 of degrees and sorts from the pit of hell. Just because they've probably found better associations, things that people they, they think are better associations. So they want to paint us black. They forget that the door that you walk throughout you may require that same door to pass through when coming back in. The bridge you decide to burn, you may need that bridge to cross the same river again. People forget that this world is over. People forget that God did not make anyone an island. You will need somebody. I've never seen God come down from heaven fiscally to say, I am giving you money before. God always blesses people through people. And so the Bible, uh, Paul tells his son Timothy that every scripture, every scripture, every word from the mouth of God is given by inspiration of God and it is profitable. The word of God is profitable when God uses a servant to give you an instruction. I've told you over the week, it is not for a joke. It is not a suggestion. It is not something that you, you flout because you think you have arrived. And I gave you a reading in the book of Deuteronomy chapter 8. And I told you, we read through, and uh, whilst Moses was telling the people, when they were journeying to the promised land, he told them these same things I'm telling you, that God told them that be careful that when you have entered the promised land, the book of Deuteronomy is a book of recap and instructions for the promised land. Most of you have a promised land in sight through prophecies, through revelations, and through personal inspirations. God is taking you somewhere. Don't be like the others who have disappointed God. I remember an incident. We blessed the lady. At a point in time, she couldn't eat. She became depressed. She couldn't study many things. Came to, the off- came to lie in front of the altar. I called her in front of the altar. Pray for her. Bound the power of depression and everything. She went back, she started eating. Doors were open for her. She started learning again. And then 
when she went on social media to say thank you, my name was conspicuously missing. Started mentioning the name and thanking the people that I rather set over her as shepherd. And she forgot everything I had done for her from first year to the time she left Ghana and went. All the instructions. Because now I am a demon. There are people of like that here. But before you leave here tonight, that demon will, be le- will leave you. Amen. We have determined that we will not allow the devil or your ungrateful heart to mess us up again. The last time I came to Asher, the first time I came to Asher, this minister, I had told God, me, I will never step a foot in KCF again in Asher. I told God. So when a man of God was prophesying to me, when was it yesterday, that I shouldn't give up? I know what he was telling me. I had made up my mind that never again will I toil for their destiny. Well, never again will I contend for their destiny. Let any demon swallow them. I don't care. It's their life. I believe they have been saying that it is their intelligence and their strength. Let their intelligence and their strength defeat the demons in their family and take them to their destiny. We are warning you by instructions. Every, please go back. Oh, this one. This one. If I go here, I will not, I will not finish speaking and then my time will be up. All scripture that we teach in this ministry is for four things with an end in verse 17. It says we are supposed to it's profitable for doctrine, number one. So we teach you for doctrine. We want you to have a basis for your destiny so that when you leave the shores of Ghana or even you stay in Ghana, whatever heaven wants to do, there is a doctrinal foundation built upon Christ and the apostles so that your faith will be resolute that when the son of God comes, he will still find faith in you. Praise the Lord that you will not be found wanting when he weighs you. Praise the Lord that you, it's not because you get a job and you buy Toyota Corolla so you think you have arrived. Which place is your destination? That Toyota Corolla makes you think you have arrived and does not need church. How fickle-minded for you to think that Toyota Corolla is an asset. Praise the Lord. Because you no longer need the subsistence of your, of your mother and father. The remittances from them. So you think that you have arrived. You've not even started your journey. It has not even started. There are people who had 100 houses in Accra. Built it today. They are paupers. They are beggars on the streets. We had in this ministry, KCF. Somebody who came to Ashesi, she had her own car. She was, she was from a very wealthy family. Within a period of one year, she, the family had been reduced to nothing. Nothing. All cars sold. Everything. Met the person. From after, it was after one fire camp. She left her stuff in my car. So she came to the house to come and pick it. She was in the choir. She used to sing. When I packed the things I was giving to her, the Lord said, look at her heart. So I told her, ah, why are you so bitter against God? Then she started crying. She said she doesn't believe in God. 
I said, but you were singing. You sing in the choir. She's a singer. Powerful singer. Spoke to her for over one hour. I told her, God told me this. He said, the demons that, the wind that blew, the demons that had access to your father's wealth, it is the doing of God. He opened the door because of pride. Said, your father goes to church and wants to dictate to pastors what the pastors should preach because of his money. Some of you are like that. We have had people leave Zion Impact because after they got their word, then they say that our doctrine is too harsh. The same word of God that led you in the path of righteousness that has brought you a, a blessing. Now you think, you see the man of God who came this afternoon. Was it this afternoon? This morning. Pastor Love Papu. That man was also once upon a time an extremist grace preacher. He did damage. He was a prophet. You see how he was prophesying today, mentioning names. He did damage. Somebody led him astray. He discovered this sweet nectar of grace and he took it like so many people have taken it and he started going on and did damage. One day, he noticed that, ah, I can't prophesy again. The healing don't come again. And the Holy Spirit showed up and said, because you've deviated. He stopped praying. You see how he was talking about prayer today? He said he was going to teach you four points. He only taught you one. And stayed on one prayer. Do you know why? Because the Lord... Have in, many people think that grace has suspended prayer. Grace has suspended instruction. Grace has suspended discipline. Grace has suspended purity. When I say let's pray, ask for God for mercy. We don't need mercy. Don't worry. Because Jesus has paid it all. The same Jesus is the one who will sit on the throne. And in Matthew 24, he has told you the marking scheme. He will tell many, depart from me. Depart from me. The people will think they know him. Because they called him Lord. He said, calling me master does not cut it. Doing my will is what cuts it. Young people, Prophet Ben, when he left here, just this evening I was lying on the bed, he, he called me. He said, man of God, your people, the people that I came to see, the kind of things that God is releasing for them is too much. I said, I know. He warned me. I, I swore I would never exert myself upon them again. I will never pour into them again. Some of you, God will speak to you you are from, your pastors don't know you and they, you have no covering. You come here and God's instructions, God will convict you, God will tell us, come, stay in Zion, stay in case, we will we'll groom you. When we start grooming you and your, the potential, the gift, the grace of God start manifesting, then you come and tell us later, my pastor has given me, now you have a pastor. An appointment, so I am leaving. I saw somebody, somebody's picture. I won't describe it too much. Yesterday, she was a woman in Christ, women of virtue. One day, she walked to me and said, I'm leaving. 
Then he said, God has told me that she will, he will use me powerfully across the nations of the world. And he says, as you join, I said, God bless you. Bye-bye. From that day up to now, I've not seen her anywhere near ministry. There are many of you take ungratefulness from your heart. Take away forgetfulness from your heart. Take away betrayal from your heart. Take away you think you, you, you think you are, let me tell you, you are a crook. You are not shrewd. There are two different things. Make straight paths for your feet. Make what? All scripture is profitable for doctrine. The doctrine of righteousness. The doctrine of holiness. The doctrine of faithfulness. 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 Commitment. The doctrine of fruitfulness in Christ. The doctrine of the kingdom. Lifestyle. Kingdom mindset. Kingdom thinking. Exercising yourself unto godliness on a daily basis. Some of you have decided to gather foolish friends. Foolish friends who don't honor God. And so, when you are amongst them, you don't feel like praying. Because when they catch you praying, they will tease you. And you like their approval than the approval of God. You will stand before the king one day. And you will understand when Jesus said, what shall it profit you if you will gain this whole world, which is going to be burned by fire anyway, and lose your soul? Some of you, because of your boyfriend, you don't want to serve God well. You hate the instructions of your parents. Proverbs 1.8 says what? Eh? What does it say? Proverbs 1.8. What does it say? Princess, what does it say? Why are you looking at me with that eye? I'm mentioning your name because God speaks to you. By this time, you should chew the scriptures that you know your Facebook friends. Read it. Hear the instruction. Most of you, your physical fathers have no control over you. You are unruly. All scripture is profitable for doctrine, for reproof. For reproof. In Zion, in pattern, in case here, we reproof. We don't spare. We will uproot foolishness from your heart. Because the king is coming. And he wants you to represent him well. Spread the kingdom wherever you are. In your classroom. In your family. Praise the Lord. He said if you believe. These signs shall follow you. In his name you will speak. You will cast out demons. You will raise the dead. You will heal the sick. When was the last time you did any of that? When was the last time? When your stomach is paining, you are looking for a man of God to pray for you. You, you are a woman of what? Car. You are a, woman, a, a man of what? Social media. When will the of God be added to you? 
A man of God is not somebody who, is in, who has been ordained. A man of God is anyone who has become a friend of God, a child of God. You become a child of God, you become a youth of God, you become an adult of God, a full-fledged man. I write to you, young men, because your sins are forgiven. I write to you, children, because your sins are forgiven. I write to you, young men, because you have overcome. I write to you, fathers, because you have known him. Knowledge is ascribed to people who have matured, called fathers. Overcoming is ascribed to the young man, the one who is growing muscles in the realms of the spirit. He said, for everyone that useth milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness. Everyone. You become born again. He said, desire the sincere milk of the word. The same word is milk to baby. But the same word is meat to the growing adult. When you go born again, you used to hear from God. God has moved from there. And you are still staying in the place of milk. And because you don't hear God when you pray one hour like you used to, you think it is reason enough to, to retire. It means God is winning you from the pampered life to a soldier life. The man of God told you this, after, this morning there are three occupations that is used to describe the child of God. Praise the Lord. He describes you as a soldier a farmer, and an athlete. And all these people require serious discipline. My granddad, my mom used to tell me about my granddad. When he wakes up in the morning and it is raining 3 a.m., you will still follow him to the farm. If you like, don't go. This lackadaisical attitude in Christianity must end with this fire night tonight. Allow the fire of God to burn away your foolish excuses and become a fervent, spirited child of God who does not need motivation to pray. Don't wait for somebody to tell you, wake up and pray. Do you hear me? Prayer will never be sweet to the body because it's a spiritual exercise. And it kills the flesh. And the flesh will always protest. Romans tells you that the flesh is in constant battle against the things of the spirit. So, it is not strange that when you want to pray, your body wants you to sleep. It's a battle. It is a battle. What you yield your soul to will win the day. Are you hearing me? All scripture is profitable for reproof. It's also profitable for correction. When you are fooling and we are correcting you, we are not judging you. There is no word judgment here. This generation calls every correction as judgment. When you come and we are reproving you, you say we are, ju- we are not judging you. Judgment. Judgment is a statement of condemnation or approval. That is written. It's a written code. That judges the consequences of action and motive. You are guilty or not. That is judgment. So when you, when you go and fornicate and I said that because you have done this, you are guilty. You are going to hell. I have judged you and I have handed you over to hell. 
But when you go and fornicate and I call you and say, foolish girl, who bewitched you? Stop this nonsense. You are bought with a price. Live for God. Go to God. Let him cleanse you. Let him sanctify you. And become who he says you should be. If a soldier falls down in the army of the Lord, he will rise again. Rise from the dust. Rise from fornication. Rise from masturbation. Rise from the foolishness. And become who heaven told you to be. I am not judging you. I am reproofing you and I'm correcting you. Stop the foolish language of the world that you are importing into Christianity. Do you hear me? Some of you have a heart that cannot be corrected. You throw tantrums when you are being corrected. That is how come your relationship breaks anyhow. You have become expert in manipulation. You manipulate your friends, you manipulate your parents, you manipulate your boyfriend and girlfriends. Manipulators. Witchcraft in broad daylight. Because witchcraft is about manipulation. I showed you a scripture the other day in Hebrews 12, verse 6. Put it there for them. What does it say? Put it there, put it there. Hebrews 12, 6. What does it say? Everybody. For whom the Lord. Give me NLT. Give me NLT. Read it. For the Lord disciplines those he loves. Pause. I thought the Lord pampers those he loves. I thought the word love connotes pampering. Oh, don't worry. Bibi Abaya, fine. I love you. Oh, yeah, Medoba. You are my sweetheart. You are my better heart. I will prune you away. This is New Testament. This is what? New Testament. The love of God is synonymous with discipline, correction, rebuke, and fiery training. He will put you in a furnace. The love of God. He said, for my name's sake, I will discipline you because he does not want you to get to UK and start drinking alcohol to disappoint him. He does not want you to get to US and start supporting gay pride. He does not want you to get to Canada and start, and start smoking and drinking and thinking that uh, it is only in Africa we pray hey, ha, hey, ha, plenty. He does not want you to get married and think that your husband is, is your destination in life. You boys in church running every girl you see. You are in church because you want a you think they are naive, so you just play them. Judgment is coming on you. 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 God is not blind. You destroy the heart of the daughters of Zion, God will destroy you. Leave the young girls alone and focus on your vision and destiny. You alone, you have told 20 ladies in the church that you like them. 
Everything you see in sketch you like. Do you know the demons chasing that girl? As soon as you told the girl who is now going struggling with things, with demons chasing her that I like you, all the demons are happy. The demons chasing the girl to like you. Like a foolish boy be, met me in Ashesi one day. Wow. It was during graduation time, getting to graduation time. And one of the hostel uh, owners was doing some party for the leavers. And she asked me to come and pray for the leavers. I got there, finished prayer. I was about to go when one foolish guy met me. Are you Apostle Kingsley? I said, yes. He said, so you told my girlfriend that she should stop following me. I said... I, do, I have not told any girl to stop following any boy, but it sounds like something I would do. But wait. Since you have provoked me, let's deal with this matter. I see a fair lady. Describe that. He says, the one. I said, pause. This lady I'm seeing has a serious anger issues. He said, it's true. Eh? She likes throwing down. I said, she keep quiet. That girl, you know in your heart you won't marry her. You are just like sleeping with her. She's like this. I said, because you have a serious girlfriend that this girl does not know of. He's quiet. I said, you are very close to your pastor. Does your pastor know? He's quiet. I said, next time, don't walk before a man of God and show and, and, and advertise your foolishness and ignorance. If you try me, if you try me,
Praise the Lord. There is a difference between consequence and punishment. It's not my message, but let me explain. He said he punishes every child, each one. No, none is exempted. God does not have favorites. In fact, the more you become God's favorite, the more he disciplines and punishes you. There are things that other people who may call themselves Christians will do. God will keep quiet. You, that God says he loves you. Try it. You go and do it. Prophet Tefo will call you. And bring you to my office. Some people are here. They have experienced it three times. When they see Prophet Tefo coming, the intention is pretend as if they are reading the Bible or they are doing something because they, he doesn't, they don't want their eyes to meet. It's not your eye he needs. Some people don't decide they won't come to church again. Then I'll call them. Why don't you? Uh, then, uh, keep, stop the foolishness and come to church. You are a soldier. You fell down. Get up. The fact that you, you, you got up does not mean that we will not rebuke you. After we have done that, those, our reproof and correction, God says he punishes each. So the foolishness that you are doing, that you think that maybe apostle has not seen it, God says he will punish you. And he's not talking about hell. The child of God has escaped hell. The Bible says that you have passed from death to life. So that's not what he's talking about. When David misbehaved, do you understand me? God told him that I will cause your son to sleep with all your concubines in broad daylight. Everybody will see it. That is your punishment. Everyone. Everyone. This is New Testament. You've not, you say, hey, it's not dawning on you. That's why God has gathered you here. The fire is to purge you. I had an encounter. I've shared it several times before. I was lying in the encounter. I was lying in my room. And an angel of the Lord walked to me and said, he is calling you. As soon as the angel said, he is calling you, I knew who he was talking about. That God is calling me. So I followed the angel. We're moving. We're moving. He was moving fast. And I was moving fast. Then we got to a bridge that leads to a city. The gate of, you could see the gate of the city. But before you get there, there's a bridge. And the bridge is made of glass, pure glass. And what is under is not water. It's fire. Pure fire. Now, the angel didn't even wait. The angel just glided over the bridge and left. He didn't wait for me. When I was about to cross, then I paused. Because I knew that this bridge, the fire under, if you have any iota of sin and righteousness, anything that, 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 that does not look like God, the fire will come through the bridge and pull you inside. And you will be burned to ashes. So I was about, when I just paused, I said, I was going to call the angel. He was gone. All of a sudden, I remembered all my sins. All of a sudden. Tell your neighbor, all of a sudden. All of, I remembered all my foolishness, all my disobedience, all the prayer God said I should pray, I didn't pray. All the people he said I should lay hands on, I decided to just speak over. All, I remembered all. 
Oh, everything. It just flashed before me. I remembered all. And I wanted to return. But the compelling voice that said he is called, I couldn't return. So, there were, I couldn't turn back. I want to turn back. He is calling you. Then a scripture dropped in my spirit. And this is the confidence that we have in him. This is the confidence that we have in him. This is the confidence that we have in him. This is the confidence that we have in him. That when we pray according to his will. But that's not how the scripture came. The scripture came this way. And there's a confidence I have in him that my righteousness is of him. That is how the scripture came to me. So this is the confidence I have in that I am not right because of me. I am right because of him. I said it. Then another scripture dropped. It said, those who trust the God who justifies the ungodly. <laughs> when I said that, I walked the the bridge marked me seven times. Bring, 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 seven. I passed on. And then the gate opened for me and I entered. And I went to see him. And he told me what he had to tell me. Let me tell you something. God is not a figment of anybody's imagination. He is not a theory to be debated. When somebody stands, who was sent on earth to come and do an assignment of God and comes here and because he has read some few foolish books sponsored by demons says that God does not exist, you will soon find out that your existence is premised on his existence. It is because he is. That is why you can breathe. But don't worry about that. You will meet him. I keep telling you, I have so many documentaries on my uh, laptop detailing the encounters of people who said there is no God. People from different religions. Some of them had near-death experience. Some of them, they were in their room and life had battered them and they say, oh God. One Hindu man said, oh God of the Christian, because he has never heard about Jesus before. By chance, he saw somebody preaching on TBN. And he heard Jesus' name. So he went. He had oh, his back, the back of his house. He had a thousand gods that she sacrifices to every day. And things were messed up. When she saw the TBN, she, she went to pray and said, God, Jesus Christ, God of the Christians, please, can you help me? In the night, she was sleeping by her husband. When Jesus appeared to him and said, you called for me. I am not the God of the Christians. I am the God of the universe. I created everything. He said, none of the idols you bow to have any power. I am God. I rule the universe. And I sent you on earth here for my purpose. But you have been deceived. Burn those things. They have no power. And serve me. And I'll transform your life. She is a woman of God now. God changed his 
poverty status in three months. In three months. She appeared on TBN. I have, some of these things can be verified on YouTube because some of them are there. After that's where I downloaded them. I have so many. The most fascinating one amongst all that I have watched is two. One Muslim billionaire who had this cancerous things appearing on his skin. And he was dying. One night, the doctors came and concluded that this guy, there is nothing we can do to save him. While they were chatting, they thought he was asleep, but he could hear them. He started crying. So when the doctors left, he was crying that he won't, he won't survive the week. And then he said he saw a bright a shadow, but with bright light, come and sit on the post of the bed. He said, I am Jesus Christ. It's on YouTube. You can look for it. I'm Jesus Christ. I'm coming to give you a second chance. Serve me. Leave Islam. There is no salvation in Islam. That man's testimony was the fifth one I am, was hearing from a, a Muslim who was encountering Christ and Christ told them the same words. There is no salvation in Islam. The first time I heard that testimony was from a Nigerian guy who had converted and he came to my church at Jowulu Presby. His name is Abu Abbas. He said the mosque that they had built, they used human blood. So when he's sitting in the mosque and well when comes, they will say some enchantment and the spirit will appear. Said he was sitting there. He was sitting there when Jesus appeared and said, leave this place. There is no salvation here. He was shocked because you cannot just enter that place. It is well fortified spiritually. When he converted, they wanted to kill him. So he ran to Ghana and he served as an evangelist, an itinerary evangelist, going to churches, sharing his testimony. Some of you think that we serve the same God. As most of you here, you will not evangelize your Muslim brothers because you think that we said, look, don't hate a Muslim. He is looking for God just like you. There are most of you Christians who are serving Christ as a religious mindset, with a religious mindset. You are not born again yet. You are no different from the Muslim. If you are in Christ and you come to church as a religion and not as a fellowship, a relationship, you and the Muslim, you are the same. You and the Hindu, you are the same. Jesus didn't come and establish religion. Go back to this for me. Go back to my scripture. For reproof, for correction. The, the, the third one. For instruction in righteousness. When you come in Christ, we will instruct you. What is righteousness? To walk in the will of God. You are in right standing with God. You have walked in. You are coming to direct approval with God. Abraham believed God and God said, because you trust me, you believe in me, you put your faith in me, you are right. You've become my friend. There is nothing guilty or blameful about you anymore. Walk before me and be blameless. Genesis 17, 1. Walk before me and be blameless. Just because you have trusted me. So I make you right because you've become now. Walk before me. In other words, walk in my ways. Walk in my mindset. Walk in my dictates. Do not Subscribe to the foolishness and the dictate of the world. Your friends say, you like going to church. Let's go and chill. My son, when sinners entice you, consent not. 
when sinners entice you want to trick you want to seduce you you like going to church you what do you want in it why do you like praying so much? one day one of my classmates in Ashesi asked me they used to call me spirit he said spirit why do you why do you like praying too much what do you want use the brains god has given to you i said you're a fool but right now you don't know it yet and that what makes you the biggest fool he who is a fool and does not know that he's a fool it's a very stupid fool. Jesus said, the man of God quoted, said, and Jesus spoke this parable to the end that men will know that they always ought to pray and not faint or cease or give up. Prayer is not asking for car and marriage. Your heart must be I, I demonstrate what the demonstration thing that he did with the with the three guys. When I came to Ashesi, I did a different demonstration to you. How many of you remember when I went to the keyboard? How many of you remember? And I said, as long as the keyboard is powered, when you press it, it will function. It will accomplish its role of producing good sounds. Disconnected from power, it becomes useless. No matter how sophisticated you see this Roland X8 Phantom is powerful than this one. The Yamaha something something. No matter how sophisticated this key, if you disconnect, keep playing. Keep playing. Keep playing. Do you hear anything? With all its sophistication, is it producing, is it yielding results? Is it valuable now? Its value, its, its, its ability to function in what it was created to do is determined by the power source. Once it is connected, it will function. You stop praying, you disconnect from power. You become useless. You and a goat, you are the same. One day I told those, some of you in Zion Impact, you and a mosquito, you are the same. When mosquito wakes up, it is looking for blood to drink. Jesus said, don't think about what you eat, what, what you wear. A man's life does not consist of the things he has. A man's life consists on accomplishing divine assignment. As you accomplish divine assignment, the things that you must get, he will add it. Don't change the equation. Don't change the equation. Father, show me who I am married. It's a foolish prayer. Father, who is going to be my Adam? Are you Eve? Father, why is it that I am growing? I don't even have a car. You are a fool. Adam didn't go to God and say, Father, I need a wife. He was doing what he was told to do. And God said, he needs a helper. When you are working in divine assignment, when you work in the kingdom, the things that you need to accomplish your purpose in destiny will be given to you. If it's a wife, it will be added. If it is 10 cars, it will be added. If it is money, it will be added. Whatever it is, it will be added. Do you hear me? When those things, additions come, don't leave the assignment and make the additions a God. That is how come when you go, when you get there and we say, bring your first fruit, Pastors who have come, they all want our money. 
Really? When he did it, well, you didn't have money, why did we keep you by ourselves? When you didn't have anything to give us, what, what, what was the motivation? Tell me. Don't think you are wise in the kingdom. Do you hear me? God wants to lift you up. God wants to give you ideas. The thing that, the prophecy that Prophet Armstrong gave is a serious word. That was what God told me when he asked me to go back to Ashesi and go and raise my, his champions for him. That is how come your parents may not know what is happening, but God has guided you so that I train you. You see the word of God that he gave to somebody. You may even have a pastor, but once you are connected here, the anointing for your destiny is here. I've told some of you, better align and come. Because I've told you, the more you delay and stay where God didn't plant you, the more you waste time and you waste the manifestation of your destiny. Man of God, I'll call back. Hey, tonight, I bear your brutal. Praise the Lord. Take your seats. Let me, let me wrap up. Let me wrap up. Let me wrap up. Let me wrap up. Let me give you some few things. So, Let's go back. Okay, so it's for instruction in righteousness. In this generation, when we close fire camp, remember that everything that you have heard from this uh, camp is an instruction in righteousness. And God will continue to discipline you. Go to the pot bean. Go and listen to the messages. Listen, it is instruction in righteousness. Don't choose a guy because of proximity. I'm talking to Christian boys and Christian girls. Do you hear me? The fact that somebody says you look beautiful doesn't mean that you should start a relationship. The fact that he bought you lunch doesn't mean that he is proposing. Also, for one day, I, when I was working at a place called Omega, I was sitting in my office when somebody brought a lady to me that she has a problem. She uh, and I should advise her. She is from, is it Zimbabwe or one of those Southern African countries? She was working in town. She's new in, she was new in Ghana. She was working in town and she needed help. And one guy decided to give her a lift to where she was going. That was all the help. She was a student of the University of Ghana. So she goes to University of Ghana and tells her dumb maid that, oh, I was stranded and this gentleman helped me. He said, oh, so how did you say thank you? So I just told him thank you and he's gone. But he gave me his number. No, no, no. Go and say thank you by sleeping with him. That is the counsel that a friend gave. Yesterday I told you about the foolish counsel of friends. Rehoboam received a foolish counsel from his colleagues and he, because of that he lost destiny. All scripture is given for instruction in righteousness. Do you hear me? She, so she went to give her body and she was left when she got pregnant. And her mother is a diplomat in Ghana. Who got you pregnant? A foolish boy by the race. I don't know her. Some of you take the, the foolish counsel of your friends over your parents' counsel, over your pastor's counsel. Tonight, the fire of God is ready to deal with that foolishness. Tonight, the fire of God is ready to deal with that foolishness. We are, we are ready. I told you the last time. If it means me dragging you on the floor to your destiny, I'll do that. Because I was lying on my bed when God warned me. 
that I shouldn't care about what your predecessors who are in US and UK have done to me. There are people that were caught up in all manner of sexual immorality and things and they came crying to me. I did deliverance. Pray for them. They are there. We've never seen their tithe before. When they get there, they go and join big churches. And they start insulting us. I am watching you like popping. I am watching you like what? I am watching you. Kwe kwe le kwe. This time I've told God, Father, I'm coming into a covenant with you. I'll do what you say I should do. But give me permission. I will slap them. I'll, because of you, I'll go, I'll go to Pram Pram and go to that place. Go and do fa- waiting, fasting and waiting. My last 40 days, after my last 40 days, Sam, last year, was it last year? Last year, I wanted to do my another 40 days. You were there. I told my spiritual father, Daddy, I'm going for my 40 days. He looked at me and said, no. He said, no. And I said, okay, I want to do 21 days. He said, no. Wait, I'm coming. Mm, mm, mm. God says do 14 days. I said, ah, 14 days. 14 days, he said, God says, you've done enough fastings. I went to see a man of God with him. The man of God, we're chatting about something. The man of God paused the conversation and looked at me. God says, I should tell you, slow down on the fast. Enough of the fasting. Eat. You were there. It's not a general word for you. He was talking to me. Because we will lie in bed and we are crying to God, Father, my people, those who are fooling in UK, those who are deviating in US, those who are raising, you are raising. I, I, people come, oh, this person, we are not hearing from her again. We are not, what has happened? And they've started hearing rumors. Somebody has corrupted their mind. Somebody, eh, foolish things. I know those of you in church, you have heard foolish things. You let those foolish things lead you astray. You'll be sleeping and a hand is slapping you. You carry precious destiny, precious cargo. Don't waste it. Don't do what? Don't waste it. Don't do what? Prophet A for this year. Now, when I when I beg Prophet A for Prophet A, can you pray for this one? He tell me, Apostle, this one is not faithful. I will not pray. He tells me straight. The first time I took him to Ashesi, when we were coming, he was like, hmm, hmm, hmm. I said, Prof, what is it? He said, I see. God opened my eye. I've seen the work you have done for many years. I see your people in US, UK. They are ungrateful. He said, if the people in US and UK were de- decided that they wouldn't even give you seed, they would just be faithful in tithe. Like, you would have built the auditorium God said you should build many years ago. Many Just their tithe. One lady was about to go. We helped her through first year, through to last uh, final year. Even her traveling, we, pr- we gave her the prophecy. We prayed for her. Prof brought her to the altar and said, when you go, remember, God says, I should tell you, your first will bring it to apostle. When she go there, no, she disappeared. She has joined another church. She has joined a bigger church who is, and the man of God is more popular. 
Next time, we will allow a popular man of God's anointing to open the door for you. We are going to pray. God, the prayer anointing that took you there, we are praying to bring you back. Let the popular man of God's anointing open the door for you again. God, okay, will anoint this person, anoint this person. What God has told this person to do, this person will not do. Don't despise God's ministers. I am talking to you like this because the Lord keeps telling most of you are going to be despised. Some of you will stay, but some of you will be globetrotters. You'll be going and coming. Some of you will be traveling abroad. Plenty, 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 plenty. But we are holding the key. Now we release the key based on you passing the faithfulness test. Miss Forsen, are you changing your mind? God bless you. Put the, let me finish it. He said that the man of God may be complete. God, in this fire camp, the reason why these men of God are ready is because they want to make you complete. Their work, after tonight, their main work will begin. They will be teaching you for doctrine. They will be reproving you. They will be correcting you. They will be giving you instruction in righteousness. If, uh, if you bring uh, four men, a name of four men, uh, apostle, or prophet, prophet, you know, God is good. There are four people who want to marry me. Please, can you help me? Prophet Toe said, go and pray. It's none of them. That's why some of you have been telling yourself, me, I don't want to ask God because he will give me an answer I don't like. And you guys, don't just get up and look at a woman's buttocks and say, I like her. Especially those... In, in school, what is your problem? Is it what counsel will Botos give you? What anointing was a woman's breast give you? The lady that you are admiring her Botos, she herself, she knows that there is no anointing in her breast. She knows. That girl that you are admiring her buttocks for which you are chasing after, she knows that there is no wisdom in her buttocks. She knows. Yes, She knows the use of her buttocks. It's the same usage that you, you use yours for. That buttocks that you are looking at, what you use yours for is the same thing she has been using hers for. What, when you sit on that porcelain facilities, the things that both the geishas and the hard, the same thing, even worse. Ask them. Why are you looking at me like that? So God tells, says I should tell you, let me conclude, that because of this, in verse 17, okay, that you, have, you, you be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. God wants you to be equipped that when you go to U.S., we will, you, we will not need us to tell you start KCF, start Zion Impact. When you are there, those of you who are there watching me, start it! It is not me, it is your destiny. Amen. Don't wait. The more you do it, the more the ideas that heaven wants you will be sponsored. The more you renegade on it, the more God will also step back. Do you hear me? Now, because those of you here, because God doesn't want you to fail him like their previous badges, he says, I should tell you, be careful about the processing and do not despise the processing of the Lord. Do you hear me? 
God does not want you to despise the processes of the Lord. Isaiah 62 verse 1. Listen to it. Isaiah 62 verse 1. Quick, 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 quick. My time is far and I'm stealing people's time. Everybody read it with a loud voice. One go. Zion 6. Uh-huh. I will not hold my peace. Uh-huh. And for Jerusalem. Because you are a citizen of Zion, because you are become enlisted as a daughter, as a son of Zion, he said, Don't keep quiet. Don't keep quiet. Don't hold your peace. Don't see things not moving on in Zion. You don't care. Let the things of the kingdom, the things of be on the table of your heart. Push it for God. Push it for God in your family. Push it for God in that uh, lecture hall. Push it for God on that campus. There is anointing on you. Push it for God. Wake up and pray. Study. Do the things that heaven says you should do. Don't hold your peace. He said, do not rest. For Jerusalem's sake, I will not rest. Until. Until. Everybody knows that the kingdom of God is righteous. And it's the best place to be. Don't keep quiet until that vision that heaven has put on you is manifested and you have set up that company and people are working in righteousness and there is no more foolishness prevailing in the kingdom for Zion's sake. For Zion's sake. Young people, you are the next leaders. For Zion's sake, don't hold your peace. Change the narrative in what happens in courtships and relationships. Change it. The fact that God has approved you to start a relationship does not mean that it is liberty to have uh, indiscriminate sex and be present, present every time. Do you hear me? Yes, sir. What's up, Wakaba? For Zion's sake. For Zion's sake, for Zion's sake, for the sake of the kingdom of God, that is why you are here for such a time as this. To be empowered, to be equipped with the right mindset. The foolishness is enough. Are you here? Or are you grateful for coming? Don't hold your peace. Don't hold your peace. Tell your neighbor, don't hold your peace. 2 Peter 3 going. Well, because of time, we'll not read it. Peter says, describe certain event that is going to happen. And he says, because of that, you should know what kind of person you ought to be in this generation. What manner of student you must be. What manner of Christian you must be in this generation. Whilst you are waiting the Lord for the coming of the Lord in righteousness, know the kind of person. You must be a person of prayer. You must be a person on fire. You must be a person of focus, a person of zeal, a person that is faithful. You don't come and stand in front of Prophet Tefford and he's asking you, the angel says, will you be faithful? He said, because at that time you are so desperate for that breakthrough. And when it is given, then he said, yeah, I mean, I may call no. You will still go and meet God and he will reduce you to zero. But the church I used to be, there was a stubborn girl like that. Her pastor, whatever counsel her pastor would give, she was stubborn. She will, she will not take heed to it. Then she found connection man and she got to the US. She was in a big church and the white man was ministering and the man walked straight away and mentioned her full girl name and said, you, God says you are a disobedient child. You are in America by your own will, not God's will. God says he will disgrace you unless you go back to Ghana. 
The Holy Spirit arrested this girl and pinned her on the floor. No usher could lift her up for three hours. She was screaming on the floor. Some of you think that God, you see, I don't know who defined the love of God to you. I don't know what fake grace was used to define God's love for you. Most of you see love as pampering, romance. It is called infatuation. Is it who? Rosalinda. Hallelujah. Heed to the processing of the Lord. Let's read something in Psalm 66 and then I'll close. From verse 10, quickly. One go, everybody. For you, O God, have tested us. You have refined us as silver is refined. That is what God is going to do to you. As he's preparing you for that great destiny, he will refine you. Your yeah. mind must be refined. Your heart must be refined. Your mind must be refined. Your heart. Some of you people, you are here, you are deceivers. You are decepticons. You know you will not be faithful. You know as soon as you get a job, we won't see you again. One day I went to a church to preach. The person who was introducing me, this is how he introduced me. He said, This man of God, I, you know, I have plenty of prophets that comes in, but when I need an authentic word of God that I know that I, will, I don't have to doubt, he's the one I go to. That's how the guy introduced me. I, I felt so sad. That's how some of you are. You have, you have a pool of prophets like the king who had plenty 4,000 or 400 prophets. 400 prophets. And he said, but this guy, I don't like him. There's one prophet he doesn't like. Do you know why he doesn't like him? He knows that that guy tells the truth. And the truth that guy will tell is not in his favor. So when a man came and he said, oh, the 400 said go to battle. Me too, I said go to battle. He knew in himself that the guy was lying. He knows that this prophet, he doesn't say what everybody is saying. Some of you are like that. You know, somebody told us, we were counseling a person. The person said, every prophet has given me a good prophecy about this thing, stuff I'm about to. You, only in Zion, in Padawan, can you give contrary prophecy. Today, as we are speaking, man of God, whose prophecy has come to pass? Ours has come to pass. The plenty mega prophet that you know in town that has been telling that you this is, you are going to experience it, it didn't come to pass. She was even planning it. It didn't come to pass. Yes, Lord. I keep telling myself, I have no business proving to you that I'm anointed by prophesying to you. After all, it have, people have proven to me that when I prophesy and it comes to pass, they don't give us anything. I don't need your money. So I don't want need to prophesy to impress you. That I'm called. No. I don't need to. There are many times people come to church. We, we are ministering. I see things. I won't say that. I just use it in prayer. After all. When you get it. You come and bribe me with 10 CDs. And you go. Pray for somebody. And God said money is coming. When the money came. She brought 2,000 Ghana CDs. 2,000 Ghana cities. 2,000. If you see the amount of money that God made us release for her. 2,000 cities. 
2,000 CDs. I looked at her. I shook my head. I told one guy, a guy, when he's speaking to you, he speaks in millions. I was at a waiting. When she was calling me, I said, call, talk to prophet. I gave prophet the first number to him. I didn't tell prophet to afford anything. Prophet, as soon as prophet said, he said, you, apostle helped you some time ago. I see it. When the money came, you went to spread it to in UK and South Africa. And you are back again. He said, this one will be faithful. They, 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 speaking big English. Came to the office. I said, prophet, you don't worry. When I came back from my waiting, I called him. We, we pray for him. When the money came, he brought $100. $100. I kept quiet. I kept quiet. Then another one has come. Another trouble has come. He's calling again. When he came to my office, I said, this is what you did. You brought me $100. Do, do you know how much seed we sow in a month? If we mention it, you think we are mad, we are crazy. $100. Or is it because we don't, we don't dress shepherd, we don't wear some colognes and suits and, and look like those people that are popular? Do you know the amount of seed Prophet Tefford who sows? It's not from your money. How much do you even give him? You think we are some poor people that deserve the, the crumbs? Do you know? I told him, I mentioned an amount of seed I have sown just that month. Just that month. He was like, eh, really? I said, what, what do you take us for? What do you take us for? We, too, we know what we can do with money. We can go, we know shops. We know the cakes to get. When we dress like this, you think, you need beer. You think we don't know what's up when you see us dressed like this? It is because we look for a city whose founder and builder is God. Here we have no continuing city, so we don't put our our heart in the things here. Do you hear me? When we say bring your tithe, it's instruction righteousness. For you, you, oh God, have tested us. You have refined us as silver is refined. Let's go eleven quickly. Eleven. You brought us into the net. You laid affliction on us. Twelve. Quickly. You have caused men to ride over our heads. We went through fire. We went through fire. We went through fire. This time you will not go through fire alone. The fire will go through you. And we went through water. We went through fire. We went through water. But you brought us out to a rich fulfillment or to the wealthy places. This is the process to your destination. The fire and the water, you cannot escape it. Let me show you why you cannot escape it. Numbers chapter 3, verse 23. No, sorry, Numbers chapter 31, verse 23. Quickly. Numbers 31. 23. Everybody read. Everything that can endure fire, you shall put through the fire, uh -huh. and it shall be clean. It 
shall be purified with the water of purification. Uh-huh. But all that cannot endure fire, you shall put through water. So you will not escape these two things. You will not escape. God will refine you so that you don't disappoint him. Some of you, he refine with water. You go through water. It will not drown you. It is just to purge you. And those that must pass through fire, you will not escape it. So brace yourself up. But the end result is a wealthy place. The end result is your high places. God is determined to take you to the high place. God is determined to raise that president, that CEO, that awesome general. Generals are not raised in their bedroom. Generals are not raised whilst they are watching Netflix. Do you hear me? Prayer warriors are not raised whilst they lie on their bed and be doing and watching their phones. Do you hear me? You call yourself a prayer warrior. You cannot pray alone for one hour. Alone, without a phone. You are not a prayer warrior. You are a social media warrior. Young men, please, catch fire for prayer. Young men, do you hear me? I've not stopped praying. From my youthful days, I've not stopped praying. My big brother is here. He will tell you. When we were in school, I was praying. After school, I was praying. Now, I still pray. You come to me in my office, you catch me praying. You catch me praying. The first time I took people through 30 hour prayer, some people were fainting. People went and came back and saw me sitting down at the same place praying. I didn't move. It wasn't, it's not something that you manufacture, it is built out consistently over time. Do personal prayer all night. 9 p.m. to 6 a.m. You're pacing up and down. We've not stopped. So when I see young people who can pray, I wonder whether we have the same Holy Spirit. Are you here with me? Tell your neighbor, rise up from laziness and foolishness and enter the furnace let the fire begin to work make sure tell your neighbor make sure that unfaithfulness ingratitude every fever mindset is purged away ask your neighbor will you be faithful will you go through instructions of righteousness reproof correction so that God will make you complete do you hear me let me just say this finally because everybody was here when the prophet like for instance for sure, you see the prophet that was given to you that your marriage will be beautiful I'm finishing do you see when you hear a word like that you put yourself under the radar of God and say father any foolishness and stupidity in me That Satan will take advantage of to mess me up. 
Lord, deal with it. When God tells your marriage will be beautiful, he's telling you his intentions. But the fulfillment of it is dependent on you. The fulfillment of it is dependent on you. It will depend on what you are carrying in your heart and you take into the marriage. If you go into that marriage with your foolish mindset, men are supposed to take care of me. Let a rich man marry me. So that I'll go for shopping in Dubai. Money to go to Bagobloshi. Self, you will not get Bagobloshi. Do you hear me? Prophecies don't make marriage sweet. Prophecies don't make marriage sweet. Ask your mother. Ask your father. As a matter of fact, prophecies attract demons to that marriage. The day Jesus said, let us go to the other, the other side, that is where the marine spirit go, go, woke up. Do you hear me? I'm talking to you, but I'm talking to all of you who think that God says that, oh, I will be, I'll be great. So that is all there is to it. If you like, don't try. You think David was made a king by the mere prophecy? As soon as he received the anointing, the demon said, let's kill him. Like Prophet Ben said, Saul, uh, uh, Saul wanted to kill him and Saul didn't know why he wanted to kill him. The day you receive the word, the, Jesus put it this way in Matthew 13, when persecution arises because of the... So because of the word, they will attack. But he says, endure hardness. Be faithful. God bless you. Prophet Tafford, sorry for taking your time. of the so because of the word they will attack but he says endure hardness be faithful God bless you prophet Tiford. sorry for taking your time thank you for listening to this message if you were blessed by this share it with someone and be an agent of impactful change for the kingdom of God God bless you